Hey there, it's Coach Laura with Compassionate Coaching. One of the most common questions I get is how did I start my podcast? Was it hard? Did it cost a bunch of money? Where do I even start? I'm really glad you asked because with Anchor FM, it's super easy to start recording your very own podcast. Just sign up for their free account at Anchor FM. You can record episodes from the Anchor app right on your phone or upload one from your computer. Anchor is going to lead you step-by-step in getting listed in all the major directories. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM and get started today. I know you have stuff to say and we want to hear it. Hello and welcome to the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast, where we're focused on helping you love the life you already have. Episodes are released just about every Monday, except when they're not or I don't feel like it. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching, and I am so glad you're here. If you're feeling unsatisfied with your life, putting up with what does not serve you or burning up all your precious energy, trying to be something or someone you're not, welcome my friends, you are in the right place. We're here to bring you a sacred space for stepping into your authentic self, the one you were designed to be. Using coaching and human design tools, I can help you fully embrace who you are at your core so that you can live a life that you love. I have the great pleasure today of having a guest with me, Christy H. Sullivan, and she is a human design and self-care expert. She's an author and speaker on a mission to help busy women stop overworking and start overflowing. She hosts a virtual community for female personal development junkies like herself and me to create better wellness, improve relationships, shift your mindset, and manifest more success, wealth, and freedom to live their best life by design. Christy is also an author of a best-selling Amazon book called, you guessed it, Stop Overworking and Start Overflowing. That's 25 ways to transform your life using human design. Can't wait to read it. She teaches workshops internationally. Woot, going to have to sign up for one of those. And also is a co-author of three collective books that were produced in 2020 during the pandemic. The Ultimate Guide to Self-Healing, Volume 2, The Great Pause, Blessings and Wisdom from COVID-19, and Transformation 2020. Does she ever stop? I don't think so. This year... She is an author in The Ultimate Guide to Creating Your Soul-Aligned Business. Oh, that's beautiful. And is working on her sixth anthology. Oh, my goodness. Christy, welcome. It is such a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. Oh, my gosh. You're welcome. You are one busy woman. So <laughs> well, I'm, a, I'm a generator. <laughs> you know how... <laughs> I just have to make sure I don't say yes to too many things. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Yeah, I think we all need to honor our yes and our no in what we're doing. And it's kind of like, do you have time to do a podcast today? Yes, yes, I do. As long as we're done in 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So if if you would, um, let's um, introduce our listeners to you and who you are. Would you just briefly tell us a little bit more about you? Where are you from? What lights you up? What are you passionate about? Who the heck are you? Yeah, thank you. Um, I am a personal development junkie, like like it, you read. Um, I've always been in, uh, involved and loved personal growth in some way or another, learning about myself. I learned yoga a long ago and have been not only practicing, but teaching. I came across human design about seven years ago. And that to me was also mind-blowing like yoga when I discovered it. And I was like, wow, 
you know, this is amazing, a way to know myself at a whole other and deeper level than things like personality assessment. So that was really exciting to me. And I just really love, I love being the student as well as the teacher. So I love now sharing and helping people understand what the heck is human design and how, um, how do I learn about it in an easy, basic way that's not too complicated for a lot of people? And also, how do I apply it? How do I use it in everyday life? Right. Like human design is one of the most amazing things that I have found. And I know when I find something amazing and my defined sacral goes, yes, or uh uh-huh, I'm like, I'm on it. And I want to know everything defined mind and head, right? I want to know everything there is to know about it. And I have like terabytes of information, right? Like, boom, I've got this whole encyclopedia and I put together a reader guide and I did all this stuff as a manifesting generator. I do 10 things at once and I love it, right? But applying it is going to take me a little bit longer right? To really let it sink in at its core and like, okay, so I'm this and I'm that, and here's all my numbers. And it can be difficult for someone who doesn't understand human design to know what we're talking about. So I love trying to simplify it, make it something that somebody can understand. And so if I didn't know anything at all about human design and I've given you my birth information, so I don't know anything about human design. How would you introduce this to someone so that it made some kind of sense? It was in context, something they could use. Can you speak to that a little for us? Sure. Um, I always start with saying that it's your energetic blueprint based on your birth date. I also say that it's like astrology, but on steroids. And I describe it in this way. I love this example of... um, you're driving a car on the road of life, on the journey of life, and your design is the car and looking under the hood, how it operates and understanding this operating system, as well as the mechanics of who you are and looking at how the, how you're wired and, you know, what kind of gas you take and what kind of battery that you have um, inside. And this is based on who you were born as, um, different than, uh, you know, looking at personality, which is based on life experience. Once you are born, this is based on, it doesn't change and it's at the core of who you are, whereas personality and life experiences are sort of the layers on top of that. Sure. Sure. So where, where would a person start? It's kind of like, okay, Laura and all of our guests are talking about human design, human design, human design. And then pretty soon that word doesn't mean anything. And it's kind of like, well, so where, where would we start? So if you'd like to, you have my permission to look at my chart, do a reading, use any information that you have. If I was just coming to you out of the blue, I had never heard this term before. And I'm like, you know, life is hard. I'm struggling to just, you know, get along with people and I don't understand why nobody likes me. Okay. (laughs) just You know, we're making these up. Everybody loves me. Right. So (laughs) it's funny. Right. So if you, you know, just so people can get some kind of idea, how does this work? Where, where do you start? Where do you start? Yeah, there's, There's a few um, steps that I actually have written about in my latest book. Um, And the first is go online if you don't have somebody you're working with and go to a place that you can input your birthday and get your chart. And then you can um, take a look at the first thing, which is your energy type. And there's usually five, there's five categories, four plus one subset, I call it, um, of energy types. And look at 
that, whether you're a generator or the subset manifesting generator, projector, manifester, or the rare reflector. And that's a good starting point. And then also taking a look at not only that energy type that you are, but what we call your inner authority, which is how you make decisions. So what is your energy like in terms of how do you best operate? Um, Are you a worker bee who likes being busy like the generator? Are you a projector and or manifester who may need more downtime? And there's a lot of different aspects among all the types. Um, I'm not going to go through them at this, this moment, but just know that starting there is important. And then looking at something like your authority is, again, something now more unique to you in how you make decisions. And the other thing that I teach people is to recognize what's conditioned And if something doesn't resonate for you in your human design chart, it's usually an indicator that you have conditioning. You've been taught or programmed something that may not be really for your energy, that the best thing for your energy. So you really need to understand and maybe decondition or reprogram, you know, your self-limiting beliefs or trauma that you've encountered and heal that. So doing that, that step of understanding conditioning is also key so that you can operate better in your energy type and with your authority, if that makes sense. It does. It makes perfect sense to me. Um, The very first thing that I tell people to look at or that when I'm speaking with someone, they're like, Laura, I want to know what this human design stuff is. And I said, let's, let's first, I have to slow down. I'm a manifesting generator. I can go really fast and I have to remind myself to slow down. Let's simply look at your energy type. Okay, let's look at how you're designed to sort of move through the world and respond or initiate, right? It's starting with that. And I know um, I'm going to jump right to one of the most important things I heard you said is about conditioning. And so in human design, we can, you know, we have a thing called conditioning and deconditioning. And it's kind of based on like, if I'm telling you that you're a manifesting generator and you're meant to do 10 things at once and you're like, no chances are there's been conditioning there and you're not living within your design. And I know for me, it was most apparent in what's called the profile. I'm a four, six manifesting generator. And so the four is all about our connection to others and networking. And I was like, uh, uh-uh. no, I, I, you know what? I, it's like, as I try to make things happen in the world and make connections, um, they just fall flat. It just doesn't work for me. And can you guess what the conditioning was there, right? <laughs> <laughs> and now you have this podcast. So I and really yeah. don't believe that you're not a connector. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel like I was because, you know, the the rest of the world, the people in it, the people, you know, raising me and doing their best for me were like, you know, instilled some sort of it's not safe sort of conditioning, you know. And, yeah. and once I think we see where we're living by somebody else's idea or somebody else's influence. Once we see that it's super easy to just go, well, it's not me. And just sort of let that go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's amazing how it can validate you too. And liberate you is the other word I use because you suddenly become free from something that almost was like a weight. You didn't realize it. And then when you're more validated. You're more of who you are. You're honoring your authenticness. And there's so much greatness in that so much light. Yes. Yes, there is. And I think, 
understanding my human design at first, I think there were some things that I struggled with a little bit, kind of like, well, I don't feel like a networker. Um, I was always told that I had to, you know, if I committed to doing something, I had to finish it before moving on to something else, <laughs> which is not true for the manifesting generator. I do yeah. stuff as long as it lights me up and boom, then yeah. I'm on to the next thing. Right. And what is it like for a generator for yourself? I feel the same very much that what lights me up is sort of the next thing that I gravitate towards or that I prioritize because that helps my energy to be bright and it feel energized. And then I also say for generators and manifesting generators too, that we become that magnet when we're doing something that lights us up and we get other new opportunities or, you know, the next step on our path that we're meant to be doing will show up and we respond to it. Absolutely. And what lets you know what lights you up, Christy? Well, besides my sacral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that feel you know, like? How do you know? Um, it's usually when I, and I have to be careful not to get into the head because that's part of our conditioning is to mm -hmm. start overthinking about things. I usually just sink into the, whether the feeling of this is right is there for me. If there's any doubt or conversation or um, I do have defined spleen. So sometimes fear easily comes up. And if, again, it's not there, this feeling of like, yeah, or aha, uh -huh, then I don't say yes. Um, but lighting me up also usually is me feeling more energized. Um, so I talk a lot about self-care and doing the right kind of self-care that lights you up as well to help you align and, and feel energized. So I do self-care that I really enjoy. So then when I'm making decisions, I'm choosing things that I continue to just feel the enjoyment and joy. Absolutely. That's awesome. And yeah, that like, I know when something lights me up by, of course, how it feels. And so I have to, of course, be present to know how I feel. <laughs> right. Yes. And, you know, sometimes um, I'll look at something and go, oh, I want that. And, you know, it might not be 100 percent like the right thing for me to do that. And it's kind of and it's OK for me to ask more than once. And to yeah. ask it in different ways. Right. So, right. you know, do you want ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> Is ice cream good for you? No. <laughs> you know, so that's where I can use this encyclopedia, these terabytes of information I have in yeah. my brain to where we can, you know, keep asking that yes or no question to people with the sacral. And would you like to talk about other ways people know what's right for them, the different authorities a little bit or, or yeah. is there another direction you like to go? It's fine. No, I think that'd be great because again, I think understanding your energy type, you can find a lot of information online, um, but sometimes people get a little tricked up by the authority and decision-making because again, first we have to understand that we are programmed through life to use our head for everything, to think mm -hmm. about things. And so sometimes it takes a little bit to reconnect to this intuitive body centered wisdom that we have. Um, and for you and I, we described it's the sacral center for others. It may be coming from what we call the spleen center, where it's a intuitive hit or a voice that they get. And it speaks once 
and it speaks, I say calmly. It's not like a panic loud, you know, it's this nice intuitive message and then it goes away. You can't really access it again. So just like the sacral, you have to practice getting in touch with that. You also have to practice listening for the intuition in the spleen if you have splenic authority. Mm-hmm. Another kind is called the emotional authority from the emotional center. And that's a little different. That is a wave of um, emotions that typically that design has, and they have to wait to reach emotional clarity, which again is sort of like intuition or a knowingness, but it doesn't happen necessarily in the moment. Or if it does, the advice is wait a few hours or sleep on it to make sure that that um, that emotional decision is not just uh, made spontaneously in the moment, the heat of the moment, and then you regret it later. So those are a couple different ways. And as you as you see or hear, each one is in the body. So we have to practice getting in touch with that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you help people through different, um, different types of self-care, different ways to sort of tune in, to be present? Um, how might you do that with people? Yeah. So I, um, I have taught yoga for a long time and I do enjoy um, putting together sort of self-care retreats, um, for the day or for a longer period of time. But I also say to people that self-care that is is unique. So what I do for self-care may not be what you need to do or what you want to do. And that it's really important to um, take some time to, um, first of all, give yourself credit for some self-care that you're probably already doing throughout the day. Um, It's not just eating well and maybe sleeping enough, but it's also doing some inner work to understand yourself. So like listening to this podcast, like count that as some self-care and um, what are the other things that you're doing? And it's more important. And I guide people to make sure that they're doing something on a daily basis because self-care is like an oxygen mask. You need it like food every day. And if you're not putting it on yourself, that oxygen mask, you're not able to really be present or help others. And there's a ripple effect when you are doing self-care that helps other people through energy and through um, just, again, a ripple effect from you taking care of yourself first. I love that. And it is so important. And I love so much. Give yourself credit for the things that you're already doing for yourself, because some of us can get a little confused around self-care, like, well, okay, I'm taking hot baths, but my life is still a hot mess. Or, you know, give yourself some credit. You're taking the time to do that. You know, and if you're still and, a hot mess, call one of us, call Christy, call me, we can help. <laughs> and hey, Laura, I admit I love ice cream and I will indulge because for me, ice cream, you know, not every day, but when I feel drawn to it, I feel like, you know what, maybe my body needs some of that sweetness of life. Right. Yeah. So if we're, if we're doing, um, paying attention to that self-care, you know, one thing it does is it helps us improve our self-worth or self-love, especially if we're not judging ourselves for it and for allowing ourselves again, to recognize self-care can be come in many different forms and can be simple. It doesn't have to be complicated or, um, you know, it could be a couple of breaths or it could be taking a bath, even if your mess, your rest of your life is a hot mess because, <laughs> because we just, we need it. And that will increase the self-worth that will help shift our energy. Oh, really, really great advice. And, you know, um, 
this episode, this uh, series of podcasts that we're doing here is about loving the life that you already have. And uh, here's the million dollar question. What's the most important thing you would tell someone who's trying to learn to love the life that they already have? Mm. Well, self-worth and self-love are very key. Knowing yourself and who you are and honoring who you are is also self-worth and self-love. I think that's what I'm going to say today. Absolutely. That's beautiful. And I, I love that the self-acceptance and the self-care, I think is the most important thing in learning how to love the life that you already have. And um, if we can have a moment of compassion for ourselves, if we can, you know, give ourselves credit where credit is due, I think we begin to love and appreciate ourselves that much more. And begin to love the life that we have. So that was, that was a great segue for me. Thank you so much for that. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So tell me, uh, you wrote a book and it looked to me, I have not read your book yet, but I'm looking forward to it. It looked like a huge collaborative effort. Can you tell me something about your book? What is it about? What is it for? How did that come together? It looked like quite a project. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I... Um, actually, before I produced this book, I was in, as you read, three different collaborative books in 2020. And um, collaborative books are where you gather 20 or 25 authors and each one writes a chapter, sort of like chicken soup for the soul. Mm-hmm. And so um, I came across an offer to offer to be in a book and I thought, I can write one chapter. I can write a story. And so I said, yes, three books later, um, I was kind of hooked and I decided to produce one with one of the publishers I had used. And um, I wanted to focus on human design. Well, the interesting thing was um, I didn't know many human design practitioners Mm -hmm. where I am. um, Human design was pretty new to my network, but as part of my human design, again, I'm a four, six, like you, the four connector and collaboration is just something that I love to do. Um, so bringing people together to be part of this book was something I, I really, that lit me up that, that gave me some energy. So I reached out to different human design practitioners that I found through social media, like hashtagging human mm-hmm. design. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to them and I just let them know that I was going to be producing this book and that they are interested, um, that we would meet up and, and, um, I would tell them the details and I was looking for 25 authors. So it was about a hundred conversations later. And you know what? I loved all of them because they were connections for me too. 25 of them said, yes, I each ask each one consult with your inner authority. And mm-hmm. you don't have to tell me yes, unless you've got like the sacral or splenic and want to tell me right now. But, um, you know, let me know and what you decide. And so 25 authors stepped forward and we had an amazing publisher who led us through the process and did the editing and the design and putting it out on Amazon and helping make it a bestseller. in I think like 10 categories and, um, the, the authors are, you know, some of them were authors for the first time and, uh, it was a really great journey and I love the experience. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. I, I imagine that, that t- how long did it take is what I'm looking for the, the question there. Yeah. How long did good. that take? <laughs> so according to our timeline, um, we like launched in June, but we had to write our chapter in like 
three weeks. I mean, what's nice is it gave us a deadline, a timeline to really just focus on it and get it done. And then it took, um, you know, another month or two for design and editing. And we launched officially the beginning of October. So um, it's been out since October of 2021. Wow. That was fast. Yeah, Yeah. 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 What was your biggest takeaway from that experience? I think just getting to know other human design practitioners, I'm still in touch with them and, you know, I want to do more with them. Um, maybe even a second book one day, but just getting to know many different, um, experts and everyone doing human design in a, perhaps a little different way, sort of like, you know, yoga teachers, we all learn yoga, but we have our own style. Um, I was so grateful for Karen Curry Parker to write a forward as well as, um, Asha Ramakrishna, who also, um, wrote one and, uh, you know, just having the contribution from so many different, um, amazing women, uh, no men stepped up, even though I asked, but you know, these amazing women. And so I was really grateful for that. And just now I'm on book five and six where I'm a contributing author author because I just enjoyed the process. Well, that sounds like an amazing experience. Awesome. I cannot look, uh, I can't, can't wait to read it. And I will make sure in the show notes for today that there's a link to your Amazon book and social media and all the ways to get in touch with you. Great. Um, do you work with people one-on-one? Uh, do you help people yourself? Do you have another practice besides being an author? Uh, so I like speaking, um, doing podcasts, teaching workshops. So um, people can reach me through um, the contact information if, if they have anywhere they'd like me to speak. But I also do readings one-on-one. I recommend people can uh, first come to an intro conversation that I have once a month on Zoom, um, a free intro to human design to you know talk like we did today about just the different types. But then if they want to dive into their own um, design, I do one-on-one readings. And I also have a membership group for those who have done readings and want to continue like living in this design and applying some of this to their day-to-day lives. Oh, what beautiful sport. And I know that, um, yeah, I have a human design coach myself and she has a coach and she has a coach and, you know, we do need each other, but takes a community, right? If I just like looked at my basic human design information and said, okay, I'm just going to change my life. It, um, without that community support and even some accountability along the way, people to mirror back to us, I think it's, um, it's difficult to follow um, making those kinds of changes and really living your authentic design without the support. Would you agree? Yeah, Yeah. I I think so. I think that, um, you know, unless you're an investigator profile and do things on your own in that way, research (laughs) and such, I think just having the support and not only, um, you know, one of my favorite podcast hosts, Emma Dunwoody, she talks about experimenting with your human design, mm-hmm. that it is a day-to-day process. And, you know, what works for one person doesn't always work for the other. Um, but if you can follow um, some of the guidelines of human design, talk to people, how did they do it and discover your own way? Um, it can be really life-changing and transformative. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I liked that caveat about the investigator. I'm married to... <laughs> the investigator. And it's kind of like every time I say, Hey, do you want to do some yard work? You want to go to the beach? You want to go shopping, whatever. And he goes, well, first of all, (laughs) that's, that's his way of saying, okay, now my investigator is going to come out. And oftentimes it's, well, here's why that won't work. (laughs) Oh my goodness. 
So and true. So true. It is. And yeah, you know, we have different authorities and stuff, but as you know, I've sort of drug him through my human design training with me so that I could share some of this language. And it's really been so helpful in communicating because we do have different types of authority. We have different energy types and we fit together a little differently. And I think when we can really see how we're all designed so perfectly to fit with each other, you know, it, it's amazing. So I'm a fast mover and do a lot of things, you know, and, and he helps ground me, right. And, yeah. And keep yeah. me from running off on a tangent too fast. So it's pretty amazing um, how those types do fit together. Um, do you have any special offerings or um, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, I do have a Facebook group that is really where I show up the most. And that's um, Christie's self uh, human design and self-care community on Facebook. Or if you go to groups, it's um, Christy H. Sullivan. Um, and I um, am very active there. I post my offerings there. Um, again, if people want to reach me for a one-on-one reading, I'm also, uh, now offering some group workshops. Like if you want to get a bunch of girlfriends together, we'll oh, do yeah. your human design charts. Oh, um, fun. and again, I'd love to do podcasts and workshops if anyone out there is interested. Awesome. So is there anything that we didn't cover today that you'd like to share? Oh, I think we went through so many great, uh, great things. And I just appreciate that, you know, you're, wisdom as a manifesting generator to, um, just honor yourself. I, I love what you talked about with your, your husband, that when you honor your design, you then honor that other people are designed differently. And it's not about finding the perfect fit, but about how to complement each other, just honoring those different designs. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And thank you so much for your time and your wisdom today. It's been such a pleasure to talk with you thank today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Same here. It's been such a pleasure to be with all of you today. And if you're interested in finding out more about working with me and all my program offerings, be sure to go to laurajadair.com. I have a special introduction to human design offer where you get the first level and all the cool details on how you're designed for just $97. And as long as that price is on my website, that's the price you're going to get it for. And to reach today's guest, Christy Sullivan, amazing woman, you want to reach out to her. I'm going to put the links right below today's episode so you can get all the juicy details about her. And until we meet again, my friend, be so very good to you. 